I actually almost uh, forgot to record the podcast there. That could have been an exclusive podcast only for live people. But at the last minute, I thought, what's this button do? Oh, yeah, that's the button I'm supposed to press to record it. Anyway, that's now pressed. So it's podcast number 80. What is it? 87. And uh, it's going to be slightly different from the normal podcasts. I mean, it's not that different. It's kind of me rambling nonsense and playing some music. But... uh, yeah, there's been quite a few gigs of late that I haven't been able to go to for various reasons. And there was that Jeff Magnum curated All Tomorrow's Parties last week that sounded brilliant. And obviously there's South by Southwest all the way over in Austin. The irritating people are tweeting about how good it is. And right now there's actually a live stream of uh, Frankie Rose, which that's a bit of a bad planning on my part, isn't it really? Anyway, so I kind of was feeling a bit of a yearning for some live music. So all the music in today's podcast is live, or rather it's recorded. It was live when it was recorded. Uh, and uh, some of it is, uh, most of it actually, is relatively lo-fi recording. So if live recordings aren't your thing, and if lo-fi stuff isn't your thing, well, you probably don't really listen to this podcast if you're not a fan of lo-fi music, surely, because I play quite a lot of it. So anyway, if you don't like either of those things, this podcast, maybe you should just skip this one and go straight to number 88, um, because some of it's uh, sort of uh, audience recordings, but most of them are quite good. I mean, my feeling is if the music is good, then it doesn't really matter what format the sound is in. Uh, and all of the tracks I'm playing on tonight's show, you can download uh, for free. And for most of them, you can download the whole gigs as well. Anyway, I should stop talking. I've rambled so much and it's only just started. This is the Mountain Goats and See America, right? I was driving up from Tampa with a radiator burst. I was t sheets to the wind. A civilian song in first. Yes, and then there was a cop. And then the children standing there on the corner. I was getting out of jail, headed to the ground. He said you hop on one in subway. On the way down, I was shaking way too, way too hard to think. Dead on my feet, about to drop. I went and got the case of vodka from the car and walked a few miles to the bus stop. and uh, see America right and it's podcast number 87 and thank you very much for listening and that was from uh, a live at Webster Hall from uh, December 2009 and you can download that for free at uh, if you go to archive.org I'm not going to read out the full URL because it's long and tedious but if you go to edinburghman.com then if you look up the show notes for today's podcast which is podcast number what did I say 87 um, all the links uh, there will be oh sorry all the links will be there where you can go and download them for free and also I think nearly all of them you can download in lossless format so if you really want to hear as much of that lo-fi quality as you can, you can go and download them there. Yeah, I'm a sucker for live music, actually. It has to be said. Uh, I, I always have been. 
Um, and also, if you, I mean, uh, even uh, obviously, I mean, seeing bands live, but I kind of, uh, it must have been sort of in the mid 90s when there was a whole load of crazy Nirvana bootlegs doing the rounds, most of which were kind of audience recordings from the sort of last few tours. Uh, and I kind of started listening to them then, and you kind of, uh, you just get so much energy on live recordings, especially when they're sort of audience recordings. So they're quite exciting, I find. I mean, some of the tracks I'm going to play in tonight's podcast are sort of soundboard recordings as well, but and some of them are crazy. Some people actually um, record uh, the audience recording and the soundboard and then kind of mix them together um, to make something that sounds really quite cool and quite professional. I think there's one of them that I've got in the podcast today, a track by Electrolane, which is a sort of soundboard stroke audience recording mixed together. But all the tracks as well are from bands who are quite uh, happy to allow their music to be traded. So that's kind of how and why I'm playing them on the podcast. Like I say, they're all archive.org, with the exception of, I think I'm going to play a track by The Last Battle from Edinburgh, and it's from one of their their EP, their live at the We Red Bar EP. Um, I've kind of given away stuff that I'm going to play in the podcast. Normally I don't really do that. And uh, I don't know if anyone's listening on Twitter, because Plentyside, who normally listens on Twitter, um, at least Plentyside, uh, is not listening because he's watching MasterChef, which is quite disappointing. It's uh, some sort of cookery, cookery reality TV show, I'm led to believe, but I don't really watch a whole lot of television. If it's not Thigh Rock or Fringe, I'm not really that interested. Um, that's actually a broad generalisation. I do watch some stuff, but uh, not as much as I used to, obviously, with uh, with Lil Alvi there. Actually, the, the normally what I do is actually we watch stuff on box sets, and I guess normally people, when they watch box sets, they just kind of put one in and then carry on watching it from start to finish. And... Uh, we're not doing that at all. It's going to probably take us at least six months to get through a box set of Fringe, if not longer. And actually on the Twitter, Plenty Side says, no, no, he is listening. Wow, he's he's forgone watching MasterChef to listen to the podcast, which is relatively exciting. I hope you like the chunky live recordings that I'm playing in the podcast. And, and some of the randomness, uh, actually, also Ragbone Hair says uh, that she's listening and as actually doing cooking rather than watching MasterChef. So that's exciting as well. I wouldn't have forgiven you. Anybody, if you're watching MasterChef. And uh, I, I will forgive you, however, if you're at a gig, such as South by Southwest or somewhere else, or Jawbone on Twitter says he isn't listening because he is at a gig. But it's probably going to cry when he listens later on because there's no dream pop in today's podcast. There is no dream pop. It's mostly sort of anti-folk and maybe some uh, post-rock, something like that. Anyway, let's get the anti-folk off the ground. This is uh, Jeff Lewis and Cult Boyfriend. And this is from a gig, where was it? Um, from uh, Portland in Maine at a place called The Office from uh, May last year. The misfits are cold rock and roll, worshipped by a few but ignored on the whole. Meet the Feebles is a film cult classic. It's basically unknown, but some say it's fantastic. Most women that I meet seem totally unfazed. So sometimes there's somebody who seems totally amazed. I might not be in magazines as a heartthrob face, but in a few devoted hearts I've found a strong I'm a cult boyfriend, not a mainstream show I'm lonely or I'm worshipped by a lady in the know When you're a cult boyfriend, life is always intense They love me or they hate me, no one's on the fence Cerebus is a cult comic book series It's got fans, but it's never found in movies or in theories WFMU is a cult radio station Always tuned to by a few devoted fans around the nation So many times I couldn't get a second date or even first Why is one thing I'm the best when all the rest think I'm the worst? All of those times no one at all wanted to know If I'm really all that awesome, wouldn't more people think so? I guess cult boyfriend is the term for me It's always been quality, not quantity A cult boyfriend's like a record in a bargain bin No one knows its worth, so a collector comes in
cult literary names like an honor. Maybe J.G. Ballard or Juanary O'Connor. Haggis or Fugu is like food for cult eaters. Jim Jones, Father Yoda, Charles Manson, they're cult leaders. Anyway, the point being, do I have to be magical? Can we date a few months and move on normal and casual? Suicidally alone and then totally smothered. It's so much pressure when you go from one extreme to the other. I guess cold boyfriend is the term for me. It's always been quality, not quantity. A cold boyfriend's like a record in a bargain bin. No one knows it's worth till a selector comes in. I'm a cold boyfriend, not a mainstream show. I'm lonely or I'm worshipped by a lady in the know. When you're a cold boyfriend, life is always intense. They're in love or they're indifferent, no one's on the fence. And this song probably ain't gonna go very far beyond an open mic. It's guaranteed though, two or three people are really gonna like it. That's Cult Boyfriend. Uh, sorry, that's Cult Boyfriend by Jeffrey Lewis, and that's off his uh, most recent album, which is a Turn in the Dream Songs. I think it's called. I may have got a couple of words wrong in there. It's a great album. It's a weird recording that. Actually, like I say, you can download all the all the concerts uh, from which the tracks that I'm playing on today's podcast. And you can download them all from archive.org. There'll be links at edbrabando.com. And that one's quite weird. Uh, apart from the fact the person that recorded it didn't know what most of the tracks are called. Um, but someone's posted the list of all the tracks. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, the crowd are a bit weird and subdued, actually, um, which does kind of make it seem a little bit flat, actually. But uh, the sound quality is pretty good, and Jess, pretty good as well, so you can't say fairer than that. And I'm probably going to regale you with the stories of uh, times when I've seen some of the bands that I'm playing on the podcast uh, live, um, which will be really dull for some of you if you listen to the podcast before, because uh, most of these stories are probably aren't that interesting for a start. I'd be... Um, I may have already said I saw Jeffrey Lewis uh, a number of times the first time I actually saw him uh, was with a gig with the Mountain Goats in uh, San Francisco of all places it was a festival called Noise Pop and I just happened to be in San Francisco because I was there for a conference uh, and I sort of stayed around a few weeks after with the conference and uh, it happened to coincide which I didn't know until I was just about to go out there and I thought I'd look up some gigs and what's going on in San Francisco and anyway Noise Pop Festival was on, uh, so I saw Mountain Goats and uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who I hadn't seen before, and I uh, thought he was fantastic, so that was a brilliant gig, and the thing about gigs and uh, live recordings and bootlegs and stuff is now and again you stumble across gigs that you actually had been to, I do have one track that I'm playing on the show that was from a gig I've been to, uh, but uh, I did find um, that on a website, a weird website, what was it called again? I can't remember what the website was, it wasn't an archive.org, but it was a website that had all of the gigs from that year's noise pop, including both the Jeffrey Lewis and the Mountain Goats set. Um, so I quickly downloaded those, but I don't think you can get them anymore, which is a little bit disappointing, but I've got them secreted away somewhere in uh, the depths of my iTunes uh, database. So that's quite exciting, really, when you sort of uh, find a gig that you've, or hear a gig that you've uh, been to and you didn't know you'd ever hear again, which is quite cool. Uh, and both were great gigs. I think it was when the Mountain Ghosts were doing Heretic Pride, which is one of my favourite albums. Although, I, actually, all the Mountain Ghosts albums are probably my favourite album, which is, anyway, I digress. I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there as I sometimes try and do uh, uh, don't try and do I just do unintentionally but anyway this year I saw Jeffrey Lewis uh, with um, Seth and I can't even remember how to pronounce his name Seth Felagosa which is probably entirely wrong from uh, Doofus who I'd really wanted to see and again this is a story that I've probably said before but it's because I was in New York when Doofus was playing their final show and uh, flew out of New York, unfortunately, on the day they were doing the final show. And I think when Doofus played, they have a tendency just to play for hours. And I think that's exactly what they did. Um, they just played uh, for like I don't know, three or four hours. And at one point, the fire engine came because there was a fire next door or something like that. And then they carried on playing out in the street. 
Uh, and it was uh, all by all accounts a fantastic gig, which had like sort of special guests like Adam Green and stuff. So it sounds cool. And um, Plenty Side on Twitter says that he has Iron Maiden's live at Donington '92 LP, and he was there. That's quite exciting, actually. I did have a tape somewhere from uh, Radio Fourth from Renamed '1992, which is an Evan Dando acoustic at uh, what was called the Cafe Royal, which is now uh, the Voodoo Rooms. Uh, which uh, obviously the Cafe Royal is still the pub downstairs, but it's all called the Voodoo Rooms now. Uh, yeah, and I had a tape there of a gig that Radio Fourth put on, of all people, uh, with Evan Dando. And I used to have that tape. And I taped it on a dodgy old uh, music centre that my dad had, which unfortunately added clicks to the recording. Unfortunately, it didn't add the clicks to the recording when you listened to it, uh, when you recorded it, just when you listened to it. So the more times you listened to it, the more clicky it got. Uh, by the time it was, I'd actually finished listening to it a few times, it was utterly trash. So that was quite disappointing. So if anybody's got a recording of Evan Dando acoustic at the Cafe Royal in Edinburgh, I'd really like to hear it. Anyway... I've kind of got off the track again. Um, the reason why I was talking about Doofus is because I'm going to play a Doofus track. Uh, this is Wah, and I'll probably get this wrong. This is We Ma Mamu. Oh dear, this is Doofus. Thank
card. and uh, Wimawu and that's from uh, a gig where was it it's somewhere uh, it is somewhere a little bit strange it's in Innsbruck in Austria at a venue called PMK which I'm not entirely familiar with obviously because it is all the way over in Austria they're definitely an underrated band I think Um, the Doofus the last Doofus album uh, I did get when uh, Seth was supporting Jeff Lewis Uh, did did I say Doofus was supporting Jeff Lewis uh, at the Third Door in Edinburgh is it the Third Door is that what it was called Um, it wasn't it was just Seth um, but he was great fun and uh, I did pick up a copy of, the, of their final album on vinyl which was quite cool although most of the stuff that Seth was selling at, his, uh, at the merch stall was just download codes which I thought was quite interesting I suppose if you're travelling around Europe then it's probably a little bit easier just to carry download codes rather than carry vinyl um, but uh, but uh, yeah on uh, on the Twitter Ragbone Hessers for some reason I want them to have been wearing cow costumes when they played this uh, I wouldn't maybe have been surprised no perhaps not um, yeah, that's probably the most sort of uh, lowest, fiest of the tracks on the podcast. I do, like I say, I do have a strange affinity um, for audience-style recordings. They're really quite exciting. I think you get far more uh, uh, energy from it, and you can kind of feel what it was like to have been in the crowd, which I really like. On the Twitter, also, Ragwan has she uh, said um, earlier on, I've pretty much got all the live recordings of Neutral Milk Hotel. One of the reasons, like I say, why, why I decided to do this podcast was because I didn't go to all tomorrow's parties. Um that was created by Jeff Magnum from Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, I do actually quite interesting. I got the uh, maybe not actually, um, and again maybe this is a story you've heard before if I've, if you've listened to the podcast for a while. Was that uh, I did have the uh, on Avery Island the Neutral Milk Hotel album for quite a while, and really liked it. But I'd never go around to listening uh, to in the airplane over the sea, which is their sorry I was scratching my beard there, which is obviously their critically acclaimed album. And it's kind of one of these weird things when you don't get around to listening to an album, and then everybody says oh this is so brilliant that you kind of then feel somewhat apprehensive about listening to it so it actually took me until a couple of years ago uh, before I got around to listening to it and someone bought it for me for Christmas and uh, even after I got it it was kind of in the cellophane and I was sitting there on Boxing Day and I was thinking do I really want to listen to this but then part of me was quite excited it's kind of like um, I guess people who haven't watched The Wire I'm envious so much of people who haven't watched The Wire because you've got the whole wonderful five seasons of The Wire to go back so I kind of felt like that as well but uh, luckily I really loved it which was uh, just as well really because that would have been rather embarrassing if I didn't like it after all that time anyway um, that was kind of not uncalled for that was kind of a random digression anyway uh, yeah so that was kind of one of the reasons why I thought I'd do this sort of live podcast the next track is uh, 
it's almost properly recorded. It's uh, from Edinburgh's Last Battle, and it's from an, an EP called... Uh, oh, what was it called again? I've got it written down somewhere. It's uh, A Wee Red Tale, which is live recorded live at the Wee Red Bar. And I don't think I was at this gig. I've seen them a few times at the Wee Red Bar, but not this one. I think, uh, and I should explain, because something strange happens at the start of the recording, was that Scott from The Last Battle had injured his hand, I think, uh, for this gig. And uh, so Neil Pennycook from Masso played guitar. So that's probably why he's explaining the chords at the start of the track. This is The Last Battle and Soul of the Sea live. FC A minor C. But my heart 
It's with the land and forever always will be a new my most cherished art soul of sea. The last battle and saw the sea and that's uh, recorded live at the We Red Bar. Uh, um, when was it again? Uh, ooh, sometime. 2010. Oh, that's quite a while away. Um, yeah, and the other reason for... Uh, obviously, that's from the, the, the proper version of that. You can get on the heart of this land, the soul of the sea, uh, which uh, Last Battle are currently selling for only five whole pounds on uh, Bandcamp, which is thelastbattlemusic.bandcamp.com. I can't uh, recommend it enough. Uh, it's also um, Edinburgh Man Jr.'s favourite track, uh, favourite album at the moment, actually. Um, he did have a sort of a, a, a fondness for Withered Hand at first, but he kind of uh, got a little bit uh, cranky after listening to that quite a few too many times. So his current favourite is, uh, is The Last Battle, which uh, tends to get a more relaxed and chilled out towards the end of the day. And he can't, you know, I haven't got no qualms. Uh, sorry, I've got no... Uh, no problems with him choosing that as his favourite music at the moment. Uh, yeah, I kind of... Uh, uh, he's got some irritating little um, sort of mat that children play on that plays sort of f- funked up electronic versions of nursery rhymes. But uh, luckily the batteries have almost ran out and I'm definitely not going to replace them. So instead of getting the uh, funked up nursery rhymes uh, played through a tiny little tinny speaker, he's getting proper music belted at him. He did really like uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit when I played that to him as well. Um, or maybe it just terrified him so much I just shut him up but that certainly went down quite well um, although he did afterwards he did void his bowels um, but uh, you know can't say further than that I think I definitely if that sort of gets that sort of reaction it's got to be a good thing anyway you're listening to podcast number 87 sorry I, did, I, I always say when I, when I, to myself when I do this podcast I think I'm not going to talk about poop which is uh, it's difficult not to unfortunately if you do have a small child uh, anyway podcast number 87 and uh, yeah so it's all live music Bands that I've maybe seen live, of bands that, that I'd like to see live, and the next one, I think actually all of them I have seen apart from the next band. Um, sometimes I am really useless when it comes to seeing bands uh, that I really like. Um, Low are one that I'm going to play on the podcast. Look at that! I've, I'm giving away stuff that I'm playing on the podcast. I'm going to play a track by Low. It took me until this year to actually see Low live, even though I've loved them for years. Um, I just kind of one of these things where I never seem to be in the same city when they were playing live, or I never could be bothered to go all the way through there in a country to something like All Tomorrow's Pies to see them. Anyway, Electrolane, I haven't seen Electrolane live ever, and then they reformed, uh, which you would have thought would be the opportunity to go and see them live. I think they didn't play in Scotland, though, they only played in Manchester, uh, and I never really got down to see them. But anyway, um, this is Electrolane, and uh, The Greater Times.
That's Electrolane, and uh, that was recorded live at the Troubadour in 2007, so that's ages ago, obviously, and that was uh, The Greater Times, and that's from the album uh, No Shouts, No Calls. It's one of my favourite albums of uh, anyone, actually, not just of Electrolane. Oh, on the Twitter, uh, Plenty Side uh, is saying that he saw Electrolane once was, was disappointed. He said it was their first gig in six months, and it showed. Uh, yeah, the vocals on that are a little bit disappointing, I think, but it's difficult to tell because it's uh, that was obviously the one that I was saying that's like a soundboard recording and an audience recording kind of mixed together, and the problem with that is that you sometimes... Obviously, the sounds are balanced for the venue, not for a raw mix. It comes out of a soundboard, so you don't know how the volume of the vocals were in the mix in the place. So, um, yeah, okay, that's that's the only thing about that track. The uh, that uh, concert as well. If you go to archive.org, there's two versions of that. There's the sort of audience raw audience one, and then there's that soundboard mix uh, plus audience, which is the one I played you there. Um, yeah, so, um, and also he says that one of Electrolane played saxophone uh, with the, the raincoats of the weekend at all tomorrow's parties, so that was nice. Uh, you're kind of making me wish I'd gone. It just seems such, like such a hassle to go down to. It's all the way down at some Butlands or whatever, down in, uh, down in England. It takes ages to get there, and it's in, like, March or something, so it's going to be freezing cold, surely. You don't want to be at a holiday camp in the cold, even if there are loads of bands playing. Yeah, maybe I'm just getting a bit too old. Um, another band that I've... Uh, that I meant to see for years, like I say, was low. And I did finally get to see them this year. And this track that I'm about to play is actually from a gig that was just after, I think, uh, the gig that I'd seen them. I saw them t- sometime in May. Um, and I think this was like two or three days later uh, in Belgium. I think it was like, I did actually go and see it with Plentyside, which is rather bizarre. It sounds like a very um, incestuous podcast, and it probably is. Uh, anyway, this is low, and it's from their album Come On, which came out last year, which was a brilliant album. This is Witches. <laughs> Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that was uh, us featuring the album Come On, which came out last year, and that was recorded in May 2001 and 2011. No, sorry, May 21st, 2011, at, uh, at the Orange Orangery in uh, Belgium, in Brussels. And also uh, on the uh, archive.org, um, obviously there's uh, people who, um, the audience tapers who uh, tape these things, um, they're quite nerdy, it has to be said. And uh, they uh, have, <laughs> on nearly all of the... Um, gigs that are on there they have a lineage which is exactly what's what sort of happened to the music after it's been recorded so what it's been recorded on and what it's been filtered through and normally it just has a couple of entries the one for that one has got a ridiculously it's got three lanes of things that it's gone through this is iRiver H320 plus Rockbox to Audacity Switch Channels Hard Limiter to Hardball version 1.3 revision 3 EQ and extra dBs to Wavelab 6.10 build 340 plugins Magneto 1.5 Sonic Maximizer Waves L3 Maximizer to CD Wave Editor 1.98 to Audacity Fade In Fade Out to Trader's Little Helper to MP3 Tag and to Flag and then I guess you want to add me downloading that and then playing it on the podcast, which I could probably go into more detail, but that would be very dull. But anyway, you can download that whole thing for free if you go to archive.org. Uh, and uh, like I say, I'm not going to give you the... Uh, actually, if you go to archive.org slash details slash low music, you can get all of the sort of low archive um, gigs that there are in there. And there's quite a few, actually. But uh, that's probably one of my favourites. And also, like I say, it's almost... I think... It, I mean, I didn't take notes, but it looks quite similar to the track listing of the gig that um, we saw in Glasgow, Plentyside and I. Uh, it was a great gig, and it's kind of mostly obviously concentrated on the album Come On, but it's also got some great ones in there, like Canada and Monkey. Uh, yeah, so that was fantastic. That was one of my favourite gigs of the year, actually. Um, but mostly because it's been ages since I've seen them. And the next band I'm going to play... Um, you know, I'm sure I've seen Mogwai before, but it was a long time ago. 
and I was probably very young and very drunk. I haven't seen them for quite a few years. Uh, this was from an album, uh, sorry, this is from a gig uh, from uh, 2011, so just towards the end of last year. There was uh, a few different ones uh, from the end of last year. There was one from uh, the Barrowlands, which I was going to play. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it seems that a lot of the time when I go and see gigs in Glasgow, there's very drunk Glaswegians stumbling around. And uh, that's the problem with some audience recordings, is they do tend to pick up a lot of the audience more than the band. And uh, this track that I'm going to play, um, mostly prominently in the mix of the gig that was at the Barrowlands, was, uh, was various crowdbangers singing along. Uh, but Mogwai, of course predominantly instrumental so you can't really sing along unless you do woo-woos to the guitar noises which indeed that's what they were doing so I decided not to play the Glaswegians woo-wooing along to the guitars this is Mogwai uh, recorded at the garage which is actually in Germany uh, and this is San Pedro
That's going to really confuse me. I guess that was the track um, before the encore or something, because it's got, uh, it's, it's like another 50 seconds before the end of it. I wasn't really uh, looking forward on the Twitter. Uh, Radborn here says, need more, needs more woo-woos and possibly cowbell. There's not many people listening on the Twitter, so I've probably offended people by playing dodgy lo-fi recordings of live music. I, uh, I make no apology, because I really do like the old dodgy lo-fi recordings of uh, live music. And the podcast will probably return in its normal glory, if it's such such that it is, uh, by podcast number 88 next week. Um, I've got one more track to play. I've kind of, uh, yeah, the... Uh, I've probably chosen longer tracks than normal. Normally I try and make the podcast 45 minutes long and we're now almost 45 minutes and I do have one more track to go. I won't be offended if you uh, don't listen to the end. No, I will be offended if you don't listen to the end. Why don't I end with an eight-minute track? There's nothing wrong with that. Although I did actually, um, uh, earlier on the week, I'd said on Twitter that I wasn't sure what I was going to play in the podcast this week because I hadn't really got any playlist together at all. And uh, plenty said I did say that because this is kind of one of the reasons why I set the idea in my head that he was at Ultimar's Pies and did see the bottoms uh, play like a 40-minute long track. I should just play that. Well, I almost... I almost thought I should play a 40-minute long bottoms track. Uh, iTunes actually on Twitter says he's listening, but he's got nothing to contribute. Um, well, there you go. I'm not going to say I could say something offensive, but I won't because I'm too nice. Um, one more track to go, and I was actually at this gig. It's from a gig that was last year at the uh, Edinburgh Picture House, uh, the HMV Picture House or whatever it's called. It was Explosions in the Sky, so it's a bit more of your post-rock. Um, on the Twitter, uh, sorry, on the Twitter, this is on the website. Uh, the guy who recorded it obviously had no idea what any of the tracks were, so it's just one big file of the entire gig. And that's kind of pretty much why the gig fell, actually. They just came on stage and then played for whatever, an hour and a half, and then they went off stage at the end. And I think I, for some reason, my timings had been a bit whack that night, and I got there just as they came on stage. So I basically got there, turned up, they played for an hour and a half, and then I left. But it was a blistering gig, and luckily I remembered to take my old man earplugs, because I think my ears would have still been ringing. I mean, they still are slightly ringing anyway, uh, but they still would definitely be ringing pretty badly uh, if I hadn't done that. Anyway, I've I've rambled too much. It's already past the 46-minute mark. Um, So one more track to go. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. On today's show, uh, you had the Mountain Goats doing See America Right. Then you had Jeffrey Lewis and Cult Boyfriend. Then you had Doofus and We Mamu. Then you had The Last Battle and The the Soul of the Sea. Then you had Electoral in uh, The Greater Times and Low and Witches. And then uh, Mogwai doing San Pedro with no woo-woos. I'll, I'll probably post the link, maybe on the Twitter, to where you can get the version which has got the Glaswegians woo-wooing along. It's got to be worth a listen at least once. This is Explosions in the Sky, uh, recorded at the Edinburgh Picture House sometime last year. Uh, and actually that was the same week, I think, that Low uh, were playing through in Glasgow. So it was a ridiculously busy week. There was about something like four gigs on that week. Anyway, this is Explosions in the Sky. Uh, thank you very much for listening, for indulging me as I played um, various bits of live music. Uh, and this is Last Known Surroundings. <laughs> 